Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Vent. This is Vent Weekly. A collaboration between Vice and Brent 2020, London Borough of Culture. get a cracking. Amelia. Sabrina. Vent Weekly. COVID-19 is still about. The world is still pretty mad and we're still recording over video chat. And it turns out recording a podcast is not the only thing you can do remotely. That's right. Today we're talking about partying, quarantine stuff. I really like clubbing. I quite like going out. I enjoy clubbing, but I think I liked it more when I was younger, I think. Um, I like getting waved. I like going to gigs or like going to watch my favourite bands. I like getting fucked up. We've invited Vice researcher Tia Donnelly and club quarantine host Brad Ellen on to talk about getting lit. Hey Tia, hey Brad. Hey. Could you guys like introduce yourself a little bit more and then like explain what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm one of the co-founders of Club Quarantine based out of Toronto, Canada. Um, yeah, me and my other three founders. Yeah, just run this party on the Zoom app and every night from 9 to 12, we just get crazy with a bunch of queer people and we try to get by in this crazy time <laughs> wait so it's just like how many people can be on the call at once and like is it like a playlist playing or something and everyone's just like dancing and getting drunk or whatever so it's a thousand people can get on that's not us that is actually the limit that zoom puts on because we're kind of all just at the hands of the zoom app right now that's a thousand is the capacity we pay monthly subscription for that so people can do that once we reach a thousand that's kind of similar to a real club if it reaches capacity you gotta wait in line um but once you're in yeah it's basically just a grid-based party you get to see everyone you're partying with we also have a spotlight feature so we spotlight people so they're kind of highlighted on people's computer and it's we call it the jumbotron and yeah and people just go crazy when we highlight them they kind of get to be like mini famous for a hot minute and yeah it's really just kind of fun to see people it's really interactive it's really quite crazy <laughs> that sounds sick i feel like a lot of people are doing like things to keep in touch Tia, what do you do? I work as a researcher for Vice Digital. I look for stories and look for characters. And then also sometimes I do some presenting. So that's what I've been doing for this virtual rave thing. Yeah, because um, recently you've been researching online parties for a Vice documentary. So could you tell us a bit about that? Sure. So... Obviously, we're all working from home at the moment, so we're looking at new ways that we can film stuff without coming into contact with different people from our office. So 
I guess I I was told, okay, we want to make this film, which is about virtual raving, because that's the only way that people seem to be partying at the moment. So what's a way that we can do this? So I was basically told I needed to film myself at home in my flat, attending all of these different virtual raves online, mm-hmm. um, which obviously was very, very difficult because A, I've never filmed anything before, but I was expected to use, you know, the technical equipment that they use to film vice documentaries. So I was given two cameras and then I was presenting it. So I had to, you know, adjust the cameras to the lighting, make sure the sound was working, make sure the angles were right, then sit in front of the camera and just cross my fingers and hope that it all goes well. So hopefully it all goes well but I did watch a cut and a few of the shots are definitely out of focus but it's all part of the aesthetic I mean at least you tried though like if you haven't got any like real training like proper proper training and stuff that's still sick to do exactly which one did you find like the most fun to attend well I attended an array of different ones. I mean, club quarantine's definitely the coolest. Um, <laughs> but we haven't done an we haven't done an interview with them yet. And I'm not just saying that. Okay? <laughs> I'll take it. I'll <laughs> but, um, take it. <laughs> I yeah, take it. <laughs> um, I attended a virtual reality rave, and I have never done VR before. So that consisted of me putting a VR headset on and actually feeling as if I was in the actual rave have you guys ever done vr before yeah i think mine was more like playing games or with in a horror movie or something never a party but party yeah so i I went to a party and i dressed as a banana (laughs) and then this guy started like humping me which was a bit weird um (laughs) very weird oh my god i hate that like i hate that sexual assault still exists in the virtual reality realm it's like we can't escape it it does it does yeah that's that is that's a really crazy thought to think actually that that actually happens when you're not even there oh my god it does and i went to this other one which was like a computer game and still this guy kept being like oh i really like your outfit it's you know i don't know how how graphic i can get right now but um (laughs) it was weird (laughs) but yeah yeah but i mean it was it was fun the virtual reality was really fun it's something i never experienced before so i was into it what would you say is like the general demographic of these parties that you go to Hmm. So it really, really depends on the type of party because everybody is doing it at the moment. So there's all sorts you can and there's all sorts of music as well. So I think really everybody is attending them because you've got ones that are a little bit more like hippie where they have glitter makeup tutorials and stuff and people are attending that. And then you have ones which is like heavy techno. So you've got all like your techno heads attending that. Then you have the ones that are centered a bit more around games, Um, obviously club quarantine is like focused on queer so there's there's like there's a lot of different you know ways of partying and a lot of different themes that different people are going for i feel like there's so much you can do as well like online i don't even think about like they have so many different communities as well that really opens your eyes to it like obviously we know about like the lgbtq community but there's also like the gaming community like you said people who are a bit more like alternative as well i feel like this is really helping like to bring 
people together. Brad, did you feel as though that was the case? Like when you first started Club Quarantine, like how did that come about? And why were you so specific to have the queer community involved with this one? It really just started out as queer because we're all queer. <laughs> and um, it came from a very like authentic place. And I think that's why it worked. It was like after the quarantine went into effect and like people started to shame people for hanging out together. <laughs> we're like immediately we couldn't hang out with our mm. friends. And we started an Instagram video chat. And of course, I think the limit on that is like six people or 10 people. And we just keep, kept adding people. And then someone jokingly was like, oh, you should like tomorrow, we should do this again and we should do it on Zoom. And we were like, we don't even know what Zoom was. We we're like, okay, because we're not like business people or students. And we were like, sure, cute. So we signed on the next night and um, Andres, who's one of the co-founders as well, um, started just to play music and we just kind of turned it into like this kiki moment and we were just kind of like living and, and we hadn't seen each other in a few days. And then again, it was so tongue in cheek and we were like, there was a lot of humor behind it. We were like, we should do it again tomorrow. And then someone, actually one of our friends, Stephen Dunn, out of LA was like, jokingly was like, hey guys, I got you the Club Quarantine Instagram. Like they snagged the name. And we were like, oh, LOL, okay, cute. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden it just started to grow without us really at the beginning doing anything. It was so organic. And then every night we would kind of just do the same thing. And we were like, oh, like let's add music tomorrow. Another friend was like, can I DJ? And we're like, sure. And then every night it was like from 20 to 40 and the Instagram was growing. And then it was like 100, 150. And we soon realized this thing has like grown and become bigger than us. And now you have like some really cool artists and stuff playing, really big artists. It's incredible. Charlie XCX, um, her team reached out to us, honestly, like four days in when we were, I think, at like 3,000 um, on Instagram. And it was qu quite early. So that was, I mean, that shows how like cool her and her team yeah, are that they reached is. out so early. Mm -hmm. It was like all of a sudden we realized us four had this responsibility of this thing that had grown in front of our eyes. And we're like, oh, this is bringing people a lot of happiness. Yeah. It's bringing queer people a sense of community, which is very important. And we were like, okay, let's let's foster this. Let's like adopt this baby child and let's like see it to adulthood. <laughs> and that's what's so sick about the internet is like it just brings so many people together from different cultures, different mm -hmm. places. And at a time like this, uh, when we need to unite, that's why mm -hmm. it's good. But it does obviously also just make me want like a real rave. <laughs> I oh, crave it. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna definitely feel like you're like not in the real thing as much like but at the same time though I feel like it's just so sweet how especially like in times like this we're kind of forced into isolation I feel like a lot of people in the LGBTQ community like are in like having to go back home for example to families that may not yeah. accept them as much yes. and like it might be a very difficult situation for them at home I think it's mm -hmm. really nice that they have like a little getaway even though it's on their like laptop screen or phone screen or whatever like I feel like to still have that escape and to have a whole community of people who probably might be going through the same things as them, like, that is such a good thing. I think this thing has grown naturally, but it's just so, like, perfect. It's, like, literally perfect timing. As queer people, it's, like, we already have to adapt to change so much, and we already, like, you know, we're in quarantine all day, and then from 9 to 12, you get to come in and, like, live your life and be like, oh, my God, this is the connection I've been waiting for all day. Yeah. But it's like, as queer people, 
before the quarantine, before COVID, it's like we already existed in that space, right? Where it was like That's true. we already had to live in this heteronormative world from like Monday to Friday. So it was like when come the weekend and you get to go, you know, out and clubbing um, or whatever you consider a safe space, it's like you already felt that. We already felt that where it's like, oh, thank God, I've had to kind of live in this weird space for the whole week in a world that's not built for me. And now from like Friday to Saturday, whatever bar you go to, wherever you go, it's like we already feel that kind of moment. So I think that's why us four, us queers, we really adapted to this quarantine quite quickly because we're like so used to having to adapt to change. Just after the lockdown had hit, I'd got a gardening job. So I kind of got it and lost it within a couple of days. I got furloughed, which is kind of a good thing, I guess. Better than losing my job and not having no income whatsoever. Because I work in a gallery and it's closed um, for the foreseeable future. So um, I've been furloughed together with everyone else that I work with. I am working on my photography, taking a lot of so portraits lately, just working on myself and working on what I want to do with my life. Are you now like making money from this? So us as co-founders, no, we're not. Like Red Bull Canada came in quite early into the game and they did help us out. All that money is going to artists. So every artist that we have that come in, we're able to pay them. Us as co-founders, we're not making any money from it. It's like no profit. But as artists, we had our stages and our mediums ripped out from under us really quickly. Me as a comedian and producer and content creator, mostly as a comedian because I did a lot of live shows, that was taken away from me with the quarantine. Yeah. So it was like, if we're able just to kind of give these artists a moment and pay them a little bit, we kind of feel like we're helping as much as we can. Like This is just a sticky time for a lot of us. So I feel like the, the last thing we need now also is like, people kind of trying to benefit of it financially too. I feel like it's just nice that you're doing it with a pure, like, clean heart. I think the other thing as well is, like, that it's important to make the point that obviously a lot of um, clubs and nightclubs are now out mm -hmm. of business, um, DJs, artists, musicians. So sometimes these virtual raves that are being put on, you can donate to them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's quite important because for a lot of people, this is their livelihood. Yeah. And, you know, it's a really difficult time for a lot of people and people are going to be out of work and out of jobs. So nightclubs mm -hmm. and artists are thinking, what should we do? Mm -hmm. What are ways that we can still try and make money from this situation? And for a lot of people, online is the way forward yeah. for now. Yeah, I think I've seen that a lot as well. I don't know about you, Amelia, but I know there's a lot of like Instagram lives going on and people have talent shows and people perform. Yeah, oh and my then gosh, they have leave you seen Tory um, one? Yeah, <laughs> they leave their cash app at the bottom and then the artist will pin the cash app and then they will perform and then people that's watching the and live the celebrity could, yeah. Will, like, will pay, yeah. yeah. I think that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. I was that. even thinking of doing it myself. I don't know what I'd do. <laughs> Maybe I'd just, you know, just sit there elegantly and like hope to get paid or something. But it sounds like a great idea. Yeah, I've been seeing amazing <laughs> talents. <laughs> Literally, some talents I'm seeing, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't know. Like, people who can twerk as well, they're 
Amazing. Yeah, they're living. They're they are living. living they're doing that. Yeah. That sounds mm-hmm. fun. And because both of you have gone to like so many of these like virtual parties, what's one of like the wildest thing that you've ever seen yeah, or ever encountered on the, in these times? I'm so interested in that. Um, mm. I would say it was our, it was actually club quarantine related. Uh, love the plug. Um, I think it was like, <laughs> it was like honestly our third night and someone tattooed club quarantine live on camera, like club Q oh on oh their body. And like, this was early on when like, you know, we could have been like done any moment. Like we could have like still like wrapped her up and no one would have remembered we existed. So we were just like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> what? That's crazy. Um, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, committed. We love a stand. Yeah, we that's do. That's wicked. I mean, for me, I haven't seen anything um, as crazy as that, but what's really cool is most people you know they decorate their living rooms they dress up in funky outfits they always look like they're having a really good time and that's just really interesting to see and some people wear some weird and wonderful shit and it's great to like see people from all over the world doing that and that's what I quite like about it yeah I quite like that as well because I feel like um, a lot of people are making a lot of effort to still feel like they're going out like even with TikTok and stuff like that like so many people are doing these like challenges where they're like in their like regular house clothes and then they kind of put the makeup brush or whatever it is to the camera oh my god I love that they take it away and it's like they're in like whatever like cool outfit they would wear out or something like that and I feel like even with stuff like club quarantine like people are probably wearing things that they wouldn't be as brave to like they wouldn't wear out on a regular yeah like due to fear of judgment oh yeah they fully dress up in sometimes almost like fancy dress I've seen yeah. people in some jokes costumes like hazmat suits oh, with like yeah. big coronavirus um like masks, masks on oh yeah unicorns glitter like everything so do you think like during this very serious time that it's important for people to you know, still be partying and having a good time during this quarantine. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. What it's all about. That's all we look forward to really is the weekend, isn't it? It's Mm -hmm. having that time to let off some steam, see your friends, Mm -hmm. have a good time. So without that, you know, people can become a bit stir crazy. Well, I think that's a thing and we're like learning during this time is that like humans need to connect. Mm -hmm. Like it's not really a choice. It's like we need to, right? And I think that's why it's like it's been so hard in different regions of the world to get people to like stop connecting. We need to have that moment of connection with people. It's like if a viral space of any sort can kind of fill that void a little bit, I think it's it's really good for our mental health. Yeah, because even for me, it's like, I live alone. Um, I don't have roommates or anything. And before this, I'd consider myself an introvert. Like, I always call myself mm-hmm. an introverted exhibitionist <laughs> as a performer. But it's like, um, I've realized that like four days in, I'm like, I need to see someone. I'm losing my mind. This is unnatural. Because yeah. it's one thing to have the choice to like isolate, right? But when you're forced yeah. to, it's like a whole different ball game. I'm like, I need to see someone. Also, getting <laughs> drunk alone is a lot sadder than yeah, getting absolutely. drunk with a load of people online. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I was going to ask as well, when you go to these virtual clubs, do you guys drink alcohol, smoke? Do when you like- Again, when we first started Zoom, like us four, we were definitely like one of the girls partying, like we were going off. And then all of a sudden we decided, we realized that like when you're modding, it's like you, ha- you, ha- you basically need to be present. So like mm. it's now in a space where it's like, for me, no, because I like to be present. I mean, I've been having a few glasses of wine whilst going to these virtual raves, but to be honest, just because I've been like working, I can't get 
too drunk because then I'll just be like, blah, oh, on camera. Yeah. And you don't want to yeah. see that. <laughs> I would just put, if I get too drunk, I would just put the spotlight on myself and dance for two hours in front of people. <laughs> yeah. Like it's my own show. And like, we just can't have this. Like, <laughs> we I just can can't have that. that. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to thank Tia and Brad for coming onto this podcast today. Like we really appreciate it. We love the insight to the world of clubbing online. Brad, save me a space, okay? Because I'm really logging in. Absolutely. I was about to say, I'm coming <laughs> to club quarantine. Yeah, and thank you so much Tia as well for all your like extra information about what you know and what you've researched and stuff. No worries. Thanks for having me. So, Amelia, after that chat, are you going to go to club quarantine? Listen, I'm preparing my outfit tonight. So, <laughs> I already know what shoes I'm wearing. I know what highlight I'm doing. Fenty Beauty. And I'm, I I'm ready. I was about to say, let's, let's do our makeup together online. Literally, and we can. Go to Just the jump on Zoom. Club. Exactly. Thank you for listening to Vent Weekly. I've been Amelia. And I've been Sabrina. And thanks a lot to Brad and Tear for coming on. You can find more of Tear's work on vice.com and find Brad's party at Club Quarantine on Instagram. This episode was produced by the Vent Production team, Jess Lawson, Amelia Gill, Maweed Majid and Ardi Adlington. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.